I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 151. Hello, and welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. My daughter Emily suggested I use this week's song, Battles by the Afters, to launch us into Scripture, and I love that it sent me to the Old Testament in a section of Scripture that reads like a novel. I love stories like that, compelling and easy to remember and full of truth that we can learn from. I can't wait to dive into scripture, but first, let's listen. I'm sure you can easily list the battles that you are currently in. Some of you are fighting disease. Some of you are in the fight of your life to preserve a precious relationship. There are career battles and spiritual battles. We have an enemy and he is not passive. He is active. And although we can list our own battles, I want you to always be able to consider scripture When you listen to Christian music, what I want to warn you to avoid is making Christian music your only source of scripture, because although most songs are grounded in truth, most of those Christian songs you're listening to are grounded in truth. As I've proven over the past 150 episodes, they reflect scripture and sometimes even quote scripture. They are not scripture, but when you pair actual time invested in God's word, allowing God to reveal truth to you. When you pair that with the cues in the lyrics of your favorite songs, bam, there is power in that. And if a song can take us back to a place or a time in our lives, why can't it take us to scripture where the real power lies? So when the afters sing about God going before us and oceans parting and God fighting our battles, Where might that lyric lead? Well, perhaps to Exodus chapter 14. The Hebrew people were trapped. They had left Egypt, hordes of them, and God led them into an impossible situation. The Red Sea was before them, and Pharaoh's chariots were closing in behind them. They were slaves, not warriors. They were doomed. Exodus 14, 13 says, But Moses told the people, Don't be afraid. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. The Egyptians you see today will never be seen again. The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. 
<laughs> Love that. The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. You could spend time in that story. In fact, I did in episode 91, so you might check that out. But I was inspired to reread a story in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. It was another example of God fighting the battle on behalf of his people. And it is chocker block full of humor and mercy and God's amazing glory. But before I dive into that, I do want to say that although it is absolutely true that God fights for us, He's proven it over and over in scripture. Sometimes you read of God sending his servants into battle and equipping them in the battle. So there are times when we are to watch the Lord fight for us, and there are times when he has equipped us to fight. I know that throws a kink into things. I know that means that you've got to ask for God's discernment, but he will give it to you. James 1, 5 says, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. So the story I spent time in this week is found in 2 Chronicles 20, and it's a story of King Jehoshaphat, king of Judah. And this is after the tribes split into two kingdoms. So you've got Israel and Judah, and he's described at the end of the chapter like this. It says, Jehoshaphat was a good king. Following the ways of his father Asa, he did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight. So as the, as the story goes, um, Jehoshaphat gets word that some of the surrounding nations are preparing for war against him. In fact, they are described as a vast army. So my question to you is, when a battle is brewing, what do you do? Do you freak out? Do you get depressed? Do you consult your friends and family? Uh, let's see what Jehoshaphat does, because I think it would be wise for us to follow his example. This time. Okay, so Second Chronicles 20 verse 3 says Jehoshaphat was terrified by this news and begged the Lord for guidance. He also ordered everyone in Judah to begin fasting. So people from all the towns of Judah came to Jerusalem to seek the Lord's help. So Jehoshaphat freaks out. (laughs) Why does that make me feel better? (laughs) You know, I mean, I guess it just proves that we are all human. And when we see a major battle brewing, an impossible battle even, that fear is a natural response. Uh, But his next response is also emotional. He begged the Lord for guidance. You know, I've been reading through the New Testament And I'm doing exactly what I do every year um, at the beginning of the year, or at least I have over the last few years, and that is to do a rapid Bible read-through. And so I'm reading the Bible all the way through in four months. And so this year, I started with the New Testament. And the reason I'm telling you this is because when you read the Bible like this, when you you really can't stop to study and unpack. You just got to keep reading. And when you do that, you might miss some of the unique details that you see when you are studying, but what you gain is the big picture. And so the first year that I did a rapid Bible read through, it really stuck out at me, the tremendous favor bestowed upon those who sought the Lord and the terrible consequences of those who made decisions without consulting the Lord. And what we see here in our chapter 20 in Second Chronicles is an example of someone who sought the Lord. In fact, Jehoshaphat begged the Lord for guidance. And I'm reminded of Jesus's teaching that I read just this week about prayer in Luke chapter 11. He says, then teaching them more about prayer, he used this story. Suppose you went to a friend's house at midnight wanting to borrow three loaves of bread. 
You say to him, a friend of mine has just arrived for a visit and I have nothing for him to eat. And suppose he calls out from his bedroom, don't bother me. The door is locked for the night and my family and I are all in bed. I can't help you. But I tell you this, though he won't do it for friendship's sake, if you keep knocking long enough, he'll get up and give you whatever you need because of your shameless persistence. And so I tell you, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. So this is the tactic of Jehoshaphat. I'm terrified. My first response should be to seek the Lord. And I'm not going to hold back. I am not too proud to beg for his guidance. And then look at the next thing that he does. Jehoshaphat includes others. Now, I know that our tendency is to hide when we're in trouble. You know, sometimes it's because of pride. You know, we don't want others to think we can't handle it. Sometimes it's fear. Fear just causes us to be irrational, thinking others don't care or that they can't help. Sometimes it's just so personal and we think we are the only ones uh, in this battle. But not Jehoshaphat. He enlisted the help and participation of the people. In fact, he ordered everyone to begin fasting. So as a king, he had the authority to make this kind of order. But I've done this. I've enlisted, not ordered my friends, but I've enlisted the prayers and fasting of my friends before. How serious are you? How bad do you want to be rescued? Can you set aside your fear and your pride and enlist the aid of others to join you in fasting and in prayer. Think about this. I mean, he's a king. If he enlists the people to fast and pray, he's admitting, we don't know what to do. And can you imagine the humility of a king to do that? And we in our regular lives are often not willing to do that. Now, the result in our story is that not only did they join the king in fasting, but they gathered in the same place to seek the Lord together. I love that. They didn't just leave it on Facebook or post a tweet. They journeyed and they gathered. They gathered in one accord to seek the Lord's help. And then uh, Jehoshaphat stands before this gathering of people and he prayed. And I love to study the prayers found in the Bible. I think it's significant that God chose to include certain prayers in his written word. So I think we need to be mindful of them when we see them. And his prayer, uh, it starts out like this. Jehoshaphat stood before the community of Judah and Jerusalem in front of the new courtyard at the temple of the Lord. He prayed, O Lord God of our ancestors, you alone are the God who is in heaven. You are ruler of all the kingdoms of the earth. You are powerful and mighty. No one can stand against you. Great start. Great start, Jehoshaphat. It reminds me of the the pattern that Jesus gave his disciples, starting with honor and praise and acknowledging God for who he is. He goes on to pray, Oh, our God, did you not drive out those who lived in this land when your people Israel arrived? And did you not give this land forever to the descendants of your friend Abraham? Your people settled here and built this temple to honor your name. They said, whenever we're faced with any calamity, such as war, plague, or famine, we can come to stand in your presence before this temple where your name is honored. We can cry out to you to save us, and you will hear us and rescue us. I love this. The pattern of many prayers in Scripture is to remind God of what he has said and done. And I think it's a significant example of what we should do. 
first of all, do we remember ourselves what God has done? You know, I've spoken at length in previous episodes that we're good at remembering our woes, but we are faithless sometimes to recount God's goodness. He goes on in his prayer, and now see what the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Sire are doing. You would not let our ancestors invade those nations when Israel left Egypt, so they went around them and did not destroy them. Now see how they reward us. For they have come to throw us out of your land, which you gave us as an inheritance. Oh, our God, won't you stop them? We are powerless against this mighty army that is about to attack us. We do not know what to do, but we are looking to you for help. We are powerless. We do not know what to do. We are looking to you for help. Yes, Lord, yes, there are situations in my life right now that I should follow this example. My, my fear should lead me to beg God for guidance, enlist others in prayer and fasting, gather together as a group, honor God, remind him of his promises, admit, I am powerless. I don't know what to do. I'm looking to you for help. And God responded, and boy, was it a doozy. You know, God spoke through one of the men in the crowd, and I think that this is significant. His answer may come through others, and his answer may not come from the king. You know, it it must always be consistent with Scripture, of course, and his revealed character. But listen to what he said. He said, listen, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Listen, King Jehoshaphat. This is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged by this mighty army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, march out against them. You will find them coming up through the ascent of Ziz at the end of the valley that opens into the wilderness of Jeruel. But you will not even need to fight. Take your positions, then stand still and watch the Lord's victory. He is with you, O people of Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out against them tomorrow. For the Lord is with you. Ah, it's what a powerful section of scripture. This battle is not yours, but God's. You will not even need to fight. Take your positions, then stand still and watch the Lord's victory. How sweet is the Lord because he continues with words of encouragement. He is with you. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Go. The Lord is with you. You What does it take to allow God to fight your battle? Faith, belief, trust. It says, uh, as we go on in chapter 20, verse 20, early the next morning, the army of Judah went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. On the way, Jehoshaphat stopped and said, listen to me, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God and you will be able to stand firm. Believe in his prophets and you will succeed. What's at the root of every time we ask God to rescue us and then take things back into our own hands? The root is unbelief. Deep down, we don't really trust that he can handle it or, or, or that he will handle it rightly. If you're having a hard time, trapped by your fear, floundering in the fight, turn to God. Beg him for guidance. Enlist the prayers of others. Gather together and seek the Lord's help. Admit your helplessness. Believe he is fighting for you and watch the victory unfold. What do you think happened in our story? 
Well, I want you to read 2 Chronicles 20, the rest of it, to find out for yourself. You can do it. Um, So I am going to leave you hanging because I want you to pull out 2 Chronicles 20 and see the rest of the story. So what's next? Well, use my favorite Bible interaction tool exercise and read our story in context. And what I want you to do this week is start in chapter 18 and then read through chapter 20. I think that you will find an important lesson in uh, in the scripture leading up to chapter 20 that shaped Jehoshaphat's response in chapter 20. Um, and trust me, you'll find the humor there in chapter 18. I don't want you to miss it. So read it in context and then practice another Bible interaction tool exercise. These are, I call them bites. If you've never listened to before, my B-I-T-E, Bible interaction tool exercises. They're just little tricks that I use Every week in my own Bible study, there's, you know, no magic to them. It's like read it in context. And then this next bite is repetition. So I read these chapters over and over again until I could naturally retell the story in my own words. So read it in context, but then use that bite of repetition so that you can really internalize it. So then once you've read it in context and read it repeatedly, then you can use the final bite, which is to share it with someone else. So once you've internalized it, you can go tell that story and then maybe even over coffee or tea um, or, you know, celery sticks. If you guys are on your diet diets or whatever, you can pull out the the Bible together and read through the story together so that sharing it with someone else is a really important Bible interaction tool exercise as well. And then while you're in God's Word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me, michelle at michellekneezat.com. Hop on Twitter, at michellekneezat, or Facebook, Michelle L. Nizat is my public page. And let's talk about what you're learning. Now, before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to shout out to David from Tennessee, Jolene from Hawaii, Jody from Minnesota, Ruth from Illinois, Cleo from New York, Carter from Virginia, Karen from Oklahoma, Jenny from South Carolina, Cora from Colorado, Robin from the UK, Pamela from Tennessee, and Debbie from Alberta, Canada. These are my newest subscribers to my website. Welcome. Now, the benefit of subscribing is this. I will email you once a week, and in that email, you'll get a weekly memory verse resource to display on your smartphone, tablet, desktop, or you can even print it out and place it at a place of convenience for you. And you'll also get an email recap of the week's episode, and you get instant access to any of the extra resources that I create from time to time for my episodes. All of that is just my way of saying thank you for listening. So head over to michellekneezat.com to subscribe today. Now don't miss an episode of my podcast. You can subscribe directly in iTunes. And while you're there, I'd love it if you would leave me a written review and a star rating. It really encourages me, of course, but it also, on a real practical level, helps me stay visible to new listeners. And as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Just like Pamela from Cleveland, Tennessee, she says she loves the podcast and says, Michelle, you've made me laugh, brought tears to my eyes, and brought confirmation to things that God was speaking to me. I love that she enjoys the bites and that even without them, she said she's challenged to get into the Word more. Well, that's my prayer for you too, Pamela. Thank you for sharing. And then Paulette writes that she listens on Monday and then enjoys enjoys marinating on the scripture all week.
week. And she's so thankful for last week's reminder that God is always at work around us and that we need to join him in it. Her prayer is that her eyes will be open to see each and every opportunity to do that in 2017. So I join you in that prayer, Paulette. Thank you so much. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will use the song Revelation Song, sung by Carrie Job. This is, was a request from our new subscriber, Cora. And if you liked this episode, however, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 151. And while you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.